the next edition of the black print this is a special eboard edition of the black print we are excited to bring to y'all hi everyone i'm ab the president i'm nadia johnson and abj's vp of broadcast hey guys it's andre ashley also known as your public relations officer what's good hey guys my name's don <laughs> chair of the legal department alice and Darnie's best friend by the way don stands for daniel keith nixon yeah <laughs> Just in case Definitely. you guys wanted to know. Right. I was like, oh, he's been lying to us this whole time. But we have a lot coming up for y'all, you know, in this episode. The first thing we want to talk to you about is now that we're in March, Black History Month, unfortunately, is officially over. We are moving into Women's Month. And a lot of people on campus feel like NSU does not do enough for Black History Month or for their Black students. So what do y'all think? Um, I would just like to say that um, Black History Month is one of the shortest months in the year, so let's keep that in mind. And, you know, necessarily, it's it's kind of funny that I think about it, because um, when it comes to events that we host on campus, what are those events, guys? Like, tell me, what events do y'all see on campus usually put on? What do you mean? They're like student-ran events yeah. half the time. So I feel like a lot of the uh, responsibility... Or, like, the hands, you know, pointing to, like, these different events are, like, student-led. But I feel like at times, you know, the university as a whole could also join in. Like, hey, we want to do this. We, I don't, me personally, I mean, I'm a part of various different organizations. Uh, right. I don't want to name drop, but, you know. You can name drop. I can name drop. I It ain't no T, but, like, you know, I'm a part of AAC, NABJ, right. of course, these black minority inclusive uh, organizations. And. Usually those organizations are the ones that are putting those events on. But why hasn't, you know, NSU as a whole, like, hey, we want to do this. Or maybe I'm wrong. Someone can tell me I'm wrong. That's okay. I don't think you're wrong. I can't point to one thing that they did last semester that was university orchestrated. I don't even think they put out a statement or anything. I think they said, happy Black History Month. <laughs> and that was about it. And I don't think that's right because one of my biggest things after, especially after, you know, the Black Lives Matter resurgent movement and everything like that is that people were talking about continued activism and wanting to continue that message. And because of that, I feel like you should continue those things before and after February. Like Black, His Black History Month is not ending in February. It should be 365 days a year. And if you don't put those practices in, you're not doing it during February or any day of the year. So that's even worse. You know, like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it at all. The only thing they've done really recently was the whole Seven Oaks dedication and stuff like that. But, and then last year they did like a hands on the wall window thing, like hands against violence or, you know, something like that. Honestly, I am honestly very, honestly, I'm honestly, that sounds so oh, funny. God. <laughs> but I'm very appreciative of what the campus does when they do it. For example, the Seven Oaks stage dedication. I honestly didn't know the history and being a transfer student, I mean, it's kind of hard when, you know, COVID was a thing, no one really on campus. So you didn't really know about what was going on, but I got to meet some great people just from that event alone. Um, not to mention one of our last seven Oaks, Doris Rock Robinson. Like we have those gems here. Let's just bring them to the forefront. And I think, you know, Black History Month isn't something that should be celebrated. Like you said, Nadia, like a Christmas holiday. Once a year. That's kind of what it feels like People celebrate Christmas all month, though. That's the crazy thing. Y'all celebrate Christmas more than y'all. I mean, that's I the Lord and Savior. Christmas in October, actually. <laughs> yeah, most people start <laughs> celebrating Christmas right after Halloween. So. Honestly, if you really want to talk about a holiday everybody celebrates, celebrates it's Mardi Gras. Well, you have to gear well, up Mardi Gras. Yeah, Mardi Gras is like a whole 
thing. Like you don't just it's not one day. Yeah, yeah I mean it's I technically know, one but, day, but you know like saying? the balls and the parades. <laughs> Black like History Month isn't weekend. one day; it's a month. Black History Month is right. all year. We celebrate it all month. Yeah, but so they don't right. celebrate Horrible. it all month. You know, it's it's selective. I feel like as far as the celebratory, you know, actions, it's selective. It can be. So let's talk about solutions. What what should we? But wait, do? wait, wait! Before we want to solutions, oh. I'd like to. to I've been waiting add oh. here. Uh, for one, you in this chair. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> for one, the institution not celebrating Black History Month particularly hit home with me because now the university has a African American president, and so with the uh, so with the highest position at the institution level being held by African American, I think the university definitely should recognize Black History Month on the institutional level. Secondly, Andre, I would have to rebuttal a tad bit about celebrating the small victories or being appreciative of what NSU is doing, things like the Seven Oaks stage and yada yada. Yeah, while those things are good, I feel like we're owed those things already. So for me, it's kind of like the analogy that if someone owes you money and they pay you, you're not appreciative. It's like, no, you owe me that. So I don't owe you appreciation. And I feel like the university does a lot of small things like that to show that, hey, we're pushing the black agenda. But I think it's well overdue. So we need to... I agree. You do more. Right. Do do more. Like, it's not... It doesn't suffice. Like, sure, we got a stage now, but... It reminds me of how... We still have like, a university room that got a black person, to yeah. my knowledge. It reminds me of how, like, for Black History Month, everybody celebrates Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King, et cetera, et cetera. But nobody wants to talk about current black history. Nobody wants to talk about different issues within the black community that are still affecting life today and stuff like that. Nobody wants to educate themselves on new people on new issues and stuff like that they just go to the standard stuff so for nsu and the seven oak stage oh well who are the first people to integrate okay let's make a stage let's rename the stage okay cool what else are you doing nothing honestly um to add on to what darren said you know his rebuttal i don't find it how can i say this in a way that i can convey this for you guys i'm trying to get the thoughts out so i'm not saying okay you gave us a stage education that's cool I'm not settling for that, but I'm saying it's nice to see that acknowledgement at times. But I do understand what you're saying when you're when you say, "Okay, this shouldn't be something you're doing seldomly or just for an agenda." I get what you're saying. Okay, but I am appreciative to see those things being acknowledged at the very least because if they didn't do it, we probably wouldn't have much. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's a shame. They it, when it's was very sad. That's the point I'm getting at. Like. We're settling for these little things when we should have been had it, like Darren said in so many words. I'm not agreeing with you because I appreciate <laughs> both of them. And, I, and I'm and i like, okay, we don't got to agree with each other, but I can see you halfway in what you're saying. Right. You're listening I'm not, and learning. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm not like pushing off what NSU is done. I'm not pushing off what you said in response to my, uh, you know, stance on it. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a really rocky road. I feel like we uh, have to navigate because, first of all, how do you present those ideas to a faculty or staff about the representation? What do you mean? Like, hey, we don't feel like we're actively represented represented on campus when it counts. You talk to the people that are responsible for that, like Dr. Snowden. Oh, sorry. Um, like Dr. Snowden. I mean, talk to Dr. Jones. Dr. Snowden, for those who don't know, is head of Center for Inclusion and Diversity on campus or VP of Center for Inclusion and Diversity. And it starts, there are small things and big things you can do. Small things are the de- stage dedication. Small things are hosting, you know, informative and fun black 
events to educate people during Black History Month. Big things are Dr. Jones being our new, you know, president of the university and instituting inclusion and diversity into every facet of life, which includes hiring processes and, you know, events and different things and who you decide to promote and who you don't promote. It can be as simple as, for example, like on the NSULA main page, you post, you know, different UPC events or something like that. Then how about you let AAC take over your Instagram for a week or something like that? You know, like different things. Like I've seen them do that. Um, I think Selena Gomez did that during the Black Lives Matter movement. She let different black leaders take over her Instagram because she was at the time the had the most followers on Instagram. So Selena she, Gomez though? Yeah. You should fact check her guys. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, I never I'm heard serious. This. She this did. Is, this sounds like such an awesome thing to hear about because a celebrity giving over their own social platform. She did she did it for like a good couple weeks. Oh wow. I I you know sometimes you don't keep up with all the pop culture but you miss out on the good news. That's what I love to hear. Exactly and stuff like that isn't talked about enough. And stuff like that. So I feel like there are things that campus can do, that other people can do to really promote those messages that they just simply fail to do. And it's disappointing when you when it's the clubs and the different individual organizations who have to be the ones to promote those things and not the university. Because as a university, that should be your concern. So I think my biggest question to like our audience in the room, our four podcasters, including myself, you know, um, should that, you know, the whole idea of celebrating black history, that representation fall on the students completely, or should it be like 50, 50? Um, I don't know. I don't think it should solely rest on the students, but I think the students are the ones who can do it immediately and who are very creative in their ideas because um, leadership has always been like, maybe they might throw a seminar or something like that. But I think it's the students who are really able to come up with those really cool ideas. Like for example, AAC did black jeopardy and it was so fun, but it was informative at the same time. And I don't think, that the university would have been able to put on that event quite as well as we would have because we're younger, we're able to connect with, you know, our audience better and stuff like that. But there are also things that the university can do that would also help, like maybe donating to a black business or highlighting black local black businesses, you know, do the things that are within your power to do for good. So to answer your statement, Mr. Ashley, you said, to understand your question better, you said should the obligation of celebrating Black History Month on students or the institution? Yeah. Okay. I would say it's institution wholeheartedly only because, yes, for our student organizations, we can host different events things of that nature, but I think it's more impactful when it's done on an institution level, being in a PWI and things of that nature. Oftentimes, Blacks can feel, feel forgotten about, and it really helps to know that, hey, the institution that I play the institution that I pay tuition to uh, acknowledges me. And at times, as a African-American student leader on this campus, I don't feel acknowledged. I do a tremendous amount of hard work for my community and myself through different organizations, and it's, it's not acknowledged. Vice versa, I communicate with different uh, peers across the universities, and things that they've done on their campus receive tremendous amounts of acknowledgments, acknowledgement from awards to plaques to press coverage. And personally, I feel like those 
deed the active service they commit or a small scale of what leaders such as myself do on this campus, but we receive no acknowledgement from the institutional level. I think that's funny that you say that, Darren, because, I mean, you are very active in, like, school institutionally and outside the classroom. I mean, you were even recognized probably on multiple occasions that I just don't know about, but more in particular, uh, Mr. Anna you. Like, how did that feel to fill that space as a um, minority? So, to feel a homecoming king um, was a privilege. It was a privilege for me personally because, A, I'm a first-generation college student, and, B, I got to represent my specific organization, which is Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And that was a big achievement because it hasn't happened in my family before. Uh, I'm a first-generation college student, once again, first-generation Greek, once again. And I don't know how many times that position has been held by an African-American, but I can imagine a handful of times. I don't have the statistics on me at the time, but I know for a fact this is like a normal thing. In the past several years, it has become more normalized, but to know that the students on campus see me as someone to represent the university is a big accomplishment. And that's another thing. I didn't receive much coverage on that. Like, I got some comp tickets to a football game and the president's luncheon, but like, as homecoming king, I feel like it's honorable position, and I don't feel like I was probably acknowledged. Right. Speaking of campus, AD had quite the experience the other day that she was texting us about. You want to let the people know what happened? Yeah, sure. So I got pulled over for speeding and running a stop sign, and I was doing both. But it was a stop <laughs> sign that was, like, kind of by the airfield, like, the one that people run all the time. Nobody ever, Yeah, by Collins. Nobody ever comes there. So whatever. I was going to see the Batman, which is really good, by the way. And I was going to pick up my friend, AJ. Shout out to AJ. He's in NABJ, so I can name drop him. But anyways, <laughs> I was going to pick up AJ, and I ran past the stop sign. So I got to Collins. And I see the lights in the back, and I'm like, crap, I know they're for me. So the guy steps out the car, and he's like, license registration. I was like, whatever, okay. So I gave him all that, and then he was like, well, we need to run your insurance. And I was like, I don't have my insurance. So I spent like 30 minutes looking for my insurance. And the whole time, like, two more cops pulled up. It was the one with the mustache. <laughs> I was about to call him something else, but I can't say that. I don't think we can say that. It was the one with the mustache, and then the one that looks like Adrian Perkins, the mayor report. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. So he pulled up, and they both pulled up, and of course I immediately got scared because I don't know why two other cops needed to come for a traffic stop, like for like a minor thing. I think that's minor. I don't it's know. minor to me. I don't know. I don't it's know not major. I think sometimes, especially on campus, police. Come on now. Honestly. Yeah, it was literally on campus, like. I feel it's a bit excessive sometimes when, um, <laughs> I mean, I've been pulled over by campus police as well. So, Ada, you're honestly not the only one for speed. Oh, that was my second time. There's your second time? Yeah. No, I got my first. Uh, Third, actually. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. gosh. She's a speed yeah. demon. Were they yeah. all speeding? Mm, yeah. Oh, gosh. So, look, I'm a victim of it because everyone misses that rig. That it's that tiny 15-mile-an-hour yeah. sign that they put up. But um, I will admit I was speeding and of course trying to get to class and i got pulled over by two police officers in separate vehicles and i was just like oh just i just feel like of course i was speeding i'm driving infinity like it was in sports mode as she rolls her <laughs> eyes <laughs> just suddenly dropping that okay. but i just feel like it was unnecessary for two more officers to pull up on me like that like i was like i'm a 20 year old girl very and the way tiny, they were acting very scared oh yeah mustache 
had his hand on his gun the whole time. And I was like, are you good? And honestly, um, you guys, I don't know if you've ever seen AD um, in person, but just to set this in motion, uh, average police officer that was there, it probably took three of ADs put together Seriously. to equal them. Seriously. It's I'm just... a very tiny person. But I do want to mention that the cop who actually pulled me over was very, very nice to me. And he was really patient because I had to wait 30 minutes for my parents to find the insurance to the car. But why do campus police need a gun anyway? Let's start there. Why do, why do they well, really Well, I don't know. Sometimes y'all be wilding, so <laughs> We can't lie. speak for NSU's campus, but... Why do you... I feel like... Nagat is just... Look, I... Nagat is just small enough as to where the real... <laughs> the real police. <laughs> as to where the actual They are police, real officers. Yeah, fine. Nagat is just small enough as to where the nagat PD can get on campus within, like, what, two minutes? So if something was really happening, I'm pretty sure people would call yeah, in that is true. the Natchitoches PD instead of campus police. There's nothing campus police could necessarily do faster than Natchitoches police because this is a small city and the police station is like right there. So like, y'all really don't need that. You need a taser or a stun gun at best. Well, I don't think they need. That. I don't know. He definitely had a gun and his hand was resting on it. He been he been camping so. out for days looking. Yeah, he has been looking for somebody. So, anyways, I said all this to say slow down and don't run. The stop sign. I've gotten pulled over just because I didn't use a, a um, turn signal in an empty parking lot. That's how desperate they get in sometimes. In an empty parking lot? Yes. It was like, it was like you know how on Fridays everybody goes home. It yeah. was like 3 o'clock on a Friday. There was nobody else there. I couldn't decide which way I wanted to go to get home because originally I got in the right turning lane, but then I decided to go left. So I turned left and he pulled me and he put on his lights and I was like, oh, I guess he's trying. I've never gotten pulled over before, by the way. And I guess I was like, oh, he's oh, trying to get around me. Yeah, yeah. You're so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was trying to get around me. So I was like, okay, well, let me just move over because it was a one way. And then he just kept following. I was like, oh, he's for me because I wasn't speeding. That that was the one time I was not speeding. I don't speed. I'm lying. <laughs> but that was I, the one time I, I was I had a ticket speeding. for going 102 on the interstate. And that was when I had my Chevy. I was just Did pushing that I girl. Yeah. Who was going 102? Yeah. I was just pushing that girl. She did it too. Speaking of local events, I hear... Golden Explosion is coming up. It's the biggest party of the year, y'all. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know, I transferred here, you know, a little while ago. So I wasn't here when Golden Explosion was, you know, you know, such a big thing. So, look, AD isn't either. So can, um, you know, our very own Derek If Nixon, only we had a representative. You know, tell us about <laughs> Golden Explosion. Well, sure, sure. So according to the title, Golden Explosion, often referred to informally as GX, is the 19th annual step show hosted by the Theta Chi chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha. We have teams from across the state, if you will, uh, representatives from ULL, ULM, NSU, LSU, Southern, Groundland, things of that nature. And it'll be hosted by Nina and Go MC Fiji. And music will be provided by Go DJ Jigger. There's an overall <laughs> $2,000 purse broken up into several competitions. Uh, doors open at 3.06 p.m. and the show starts at 4.06 p.m. This is Saturday, April 9th. But it's, I've never attended either. I've only heard stories about it since I've been in the chapter. But we're anticipating a really, really great event. Uh, you can check out the link in our bio at Thetakai Alphas for the pre-sales. So can you just tell us why Golden Explosion is a big deal? Because I heard that you guys are actually running low on those pre-order tickets already. So it's a really big deal specifically this year because we haven't had the event in two years due to the COVID pandemic and things of that nature. So it's been anticipated for a while now. We have some of our pro fights coming back. 
other organizations profiles, and everyone knows just usually a really good good time. So I think that's why we're running low on tickets. Well, at first I wasn't gonna go because I'm not really a party person, but I am kind of excited. This is my senior year. I want to experience that or whatever. This is the first one in a couple years. I remember when I was a freshman hearing about it, and I didn't have a car, so it's not like I I didn't really know anybody was close friends like that with anybody as to where I felt comfortable asking. But like I was always curious. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I guess I'll get me some tickets or whatever to go and see and check it out. Cool. And just to clarify, a lot of people have a misconception that Golden Explosion is the party. So Golden Explosion is actually a step show. There is an after party that follows that will be at the MLK Center. So if you're not a party person, don't feel fearful of going to the step show. Because the step show does get wild and fun, but definitely not to the extent that the party does. Where's the party again? At the MLK Center. Gotcha. The party's called Big Freaky, so that should tell you what to expect. The party's called Big Freaky? <laughs> Big Freaky. Is that literally the name yeah, of it? Yeah, it's Big Freaky. That can either so confirm or deny. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's just going to be an experience in itself because when I was at my two-year, I never got to experience, you know, fraternities and Greek life on campus. So um, I'm very excited to participate in this year's Golden Explosion. And there's a rumor on campus that Darren doesn't really stroll a step often. But I will be participating in this, this event. <laughs> so it'll be interested in seeing Darren O'Keefe Nixon Jr. step. <laughs> Pull up. I'm interested. I'm waiting on it. I would love to see it. I'll pay money. Oh, I'll wait. I did. I, I did. I did. I got to see it. I got to see it. I got to see it. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. Okay. Dot, dot, it's Hamilton. Hamilton has claimed it. That will get us so canceled. Oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna take away my black card. They're gonna take our black card. Casually saying that will get us canceled. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. On to our next segment, which is Demons Declassified, where you, our viewers, and our listeners send in any questions, advice, any tea y'all want us to spill. But today's question is posed by Anonymous, and it is, do you feel like there's enough mental health help on NSU's campus? Hmm. I would like to say no, because as all of you know, I am mentally ill. And when I went to the counseling center to ask for help, I am. I will not say with what because I don't want y'all to think I'm crazy. Crazy is not the appropriate term to use for yourself. Either. Well, that's right. what I'm saying. I don't want them to think that, and I don't feel like educating everybody in the whole world right now. But anyways, Darren, Darren, be quiet. Darren, be quiet. Anyways, I reached out to the counseling center for help, and they never got back to me, like not even to say, hey, we can't take you right now. We can't help you right now. They just never reached out, and that was really hard for me because obviously if I reached out for help, that means I really needed help. So I feel like they should be better about communicating their, I guess, limits as to how many people they can take at the time. That's true because if I was trying, I would love to go. I haven't gone yet and I think I will go. But if I was like struggling with mental health or something or really had something on my mind and I was nervous about going or I was hesitant to go, all those little small little obstacles would stop me from going. Well, I might just be like, yeah. oh. Honestly, I would like to weigh in on this topic as well because um, keep in mind, um, I know I say this a lot, but I don't think you guys realize how hard it is for a 21-year-old 20 coming to a campus where, you know, they're officially living by themselves, myself included. Um, so I feel like there was a lot of different... Um, different feelings and emotions I was helping myself navigate. And I tried to go to the counseling center, same as AD. And um, 
I intentionally, I'm not going to say this, but as it's going to come off, but I was feeling like I just didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to go to my sessions. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to see if they would notice. And they didn't. They didn't reach out. And I began to uh, question the organization of the counseling help that we have on campus. So that really just... Maybe they're too overwhelmed. Uh, I was told, but at like, the time, just say that, you know, yeah, like, but, just be like, "Hey, we can't," or like, send out an Instagram post or something, just to let people know that you're not taking people, so people aren't just suffering. And I'm not denying that uh, students have, you know, had tried to seek help and weren't able to uh, have that help that they needed. Because I mean, I am one of those students. I mean, I recently this semester actually tried to. Uh, you know, reinvent myself back into counseling. And the counselor I was uh, appointed to, uh, she tried to, you know, match our schedules up. Nothing worked. And what I was saying, she was saying the opposite. So at that point, I felt like she wasn't hearing what I needed Mm -hmm. as far as my scheduling. That's one big thing. You know, you want to be heard. And that's why people go to counseling. And I just felt like I wasn't getting that from her. And, you know, there's a certain point where you get mentally kind of, like, tired. Like, I was telling her this, but she was like, I can't do this. How about this? And I was like, I just told you what I can do. So at that point, I just said, oh, well, I'm just not going to worry about it. And I think that's what a lot of students kind of go through. I'm not going to speak for the student body, but I think it's already hard enough to just make that step into the door. And just to jump through hurdles, uh, metaphorically speaking, can be kind of, you know, off-putting for a person. It kind of reminds me of, like, when you go to a party, when you get up the courage to go to a party by yourself, if you don't have any friends or if your friends aren't able to go, and you get to the party and everybody stand offish or something like that, and you just kind of stand in the corner the whole time. That's what that reminds me of. That's, that's such no, a great literally. analogy. Literally, that's what it feels like. Because you take so much time and courage to even build up just to get there. Oh, Lord, Darren has something So to I say. will say, despite the <laughs> poor communication of the counseling department, because there is various emails and numbers out there, because for some reason the counseling department and the career services department are attached, and I believe their emails get confused often. I have had an extra experience with the counseling department. I attended a semester of counseling. When you do get in contact with them, they definitely set up those appointments and help you with licensed clinical psychologists, things of that nature. If I'm not mistaken, the only copay you have to pay is if you see a psychiatrist. But it's a really great department. It's a really great program. I recommend if you're having problems getting in contact with them via email or phone, that you make a trip up there and introduce yourself and be like, hey, I need help. And I'm pretty sure they'll help you. Well, but you shouldn't have to do all that. The whole point of them having a contact number is so you can contact them if you need help, correct? Honestly. Eddie's right. Just, if, I'm, if I'm struggling to get out <laughs> of bed, what makes you think I can go to the counseling center Jeez. to ask for help? Okay. Oh, that's, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, exactly. My apologies. I just <laughs> feel like Derry thinks we're trying to, like, you know, take a big number two on the counseling department. We aren't. But, you know, everyone's experiences are different. And you have to think about it. What time of the year were you going to counseling? How long was that? Spring, summer. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> clearly depressed. Right? Time was only illusion at that point. Oh, oh so we're just going to say, hmm. Yeah, we don't know. Spring, summer. Okay. September, spring, summer. <laughs> but I mean, Joggers. around the time I was here, that's when all the students came back after the whole COVID scare when students were online. And when all those students came back on campus, I was told this personally by uh, one of the counselors exactly. Um we have gotten such an influx in students that we only have a handful of counselors that can delegate all these students. So there was a really big problem with um, scheduling. Uh, I'm not sure how 
counseling sessions work on campus, but I do know that they minimalized it at the time to one session a week. Sometimes it's not enough for some people. What about like, you know, when um, something really tragic happens, especially, and they're like, we have on-campus counseling for those who need it. They do that a lot when school shootings happen or, you know, things of the sort. What that, the pandemic was a pretty big mental adjustment for a lot of people. And I mm-hmm. felt like I agree that should have been one of those occasions where they looked into that. Because I know I didn't even realize it at the time, but my mental health went severely down when the when COVID happened. I was about to say the COVID, not me sounding mm-hmm. like my parents. When COVID happened and stuff like that, and I didn't even realize it. It was just, I had already been suffering from like a lot of different experiences and stuff like that, and I was already mentally not in a good place. And then having to be quarantined in an empty room where I cannot leave or go, and it was just stressful. And I felt like, like what you were saying, they were kind of minimalizing that trauma for a lot of people. And I feel like they should have had those avenues, whether virtually or in person or something, to accommodate those students. And it wasn't met. But mental health is something that people are still kind of trying to understand the grasp of. And a lot of people do not understand how impactful somebody's mental health can be and how important those resources are to some people and they always talk about it like freshman connection and stuff like we have you know counselors on hand and we have um health services and stuff like that but if you don't have it in a quantity and quality that the students feel are heard, able to obtain yeah, yeah or are able to obtain do you really have it at all period you spin <laughs> <laughs> no bars <laughs> Bars, no kickback. <laughs> that was a laugh for me. <laughs> 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 y'all suck. Oh, wow. this is the, I just want y'all to know this is the first and last Ebor takeover ever. I never um, want to We will be wow. back. We will be back. I won't Stay be tuned. back. I enjoy not talking. Just kidding. I she enjoys delegating. I will tell I love y'all you. that. I just want to say, seriously, I love you guys. Group <laughs> hug. I love you guys. <laughs> But I mean, this this has been really great. This has been really really great. We kind of did something like this for um, KNWD when we did a radio talk and stuff like that. This is the most I've ever heard Allison talk on um, the podcast. You know, yes. on the airwaves. You know, because I'm a little too reckless for this. Yeah, we've had. To, I just want y'all to know we've had to cut this many 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 times today. <laughs> yeah, because of one person. But we do it all. Darren O'Keefe Nixon Jr. I played the fifth. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm a very religious man. I do not curse. <laughs> do not use slogans that are not often used in the black community. Look at him lying again. <laughs> That's why he's going to make a great lawyer. Before we wrap this episode up, we want to do our daily black business shout out. And, you know, I'll plug my own little business over here. I have an Etsy called Spill the Tea Creations where I make t-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeve t-shirts. I'm moving into joggers, Shiba Shere style. And um, you can find me on Etsy at Spill the Tea Creations or on Instagram with the same name, T being T-E-E instead of T-E-A, Spill the Tea Creations. You can also follow me, Nadia Simone 226 on Instagram, Simone being with an I, not a Y. And um, you'll get all the latest updates on my shirt creations that I'm trying to upload every week. So stay tuned for more um, 
uploads and listings per week. I'm trying to get more active and be on my grind and get my money or whatever. So y'all check me out. Yes. You know what uh sure. what Megan say on that one song? Support black owned business. That ain't yes. verbatim, but you know, support black business. I'm gonna yeah. be minding yeah. my black owned business over here, y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> it was great talking with y'all. This is our special eboard edition of the Black Print. Stay tuned for more episodes and more fun. Bye, guys. Bye. See y'all.